Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. What's up, wrestling fans? We are back. Episode number 64 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Did you hear me, Ben? I said we are back. My name is Brandon Olinger. Joined with me, as always, is my main partner in crime, Ben Watson. What's up, homie? Don't wind up on your back, bro. Bro, we've been on our backs for over a month. We're just relaxing. I've been chilling, son. We've been chilling, and we've been getting called out for it again. I don't care. Tell them all to go to hell. It's the off season. Yeah. So stay off me. I'm icing my knee. You know, I'm icing my toe. I'm taking it to the golf course. Ice in your mouth? Yeah, I'm icing my mouth. I'm relaxing. So get off me. Look, it is what it is, baby. Even your boys, our boys, Blood Round called us out on Twitter. What'd they say? I didn't see that. So they, I guess they did a podcast Monday night maybe this week, and uh, they put something on Twitter that was like, yo, early pod this week, you got any questions? And so our little guy, Adam Price, said, hey, who's got the better podcast? You or the Inside Trip? Oh, what a dick, Price. And Tommy responded, well, you have to still have a podcast. To be, to be, TB said that? Yeah, basically. Oh. like one of us, Only one of us still has a podcast or something. He ain't wrong. He, he ain't wrong. I mean, it's been a minute, but I don't care. What are we doing tonight? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna drop a pod. And it's not going to be about wrestling at all. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Man, no, it's good to be with you, dude. We've hung out a couple times. Um, just, you know. Played a little golf this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, that was fun. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one way to describe it. You're learning. I'm learning. You're learning. How to count with my golf score. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, you know, we're back. We're sitting at it. I, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I might be a little rusty, but I think we're going to ease into it. Oh, we're going to ease And then, into uh, it? you know, it's going to feel real good. All right. I like that. So anyway, as I said, it's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 64. For those of you that don't know, you can find us on social media at a couple of places. Give us a follow on Twitter at the Inside Trip one We've got a Facebook page. I don't know how updated it is because that's Ben's responsibility and he's not very responsible, but it's the inside trip. I've been sharing golf articles. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And as for the podcast itself, listen, find us on SoundCloud, find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, any of those other little podcast catchers out there. The Podbean is one of our favorite ones. Podbean! Go out there, find it, flick it, give it a listen. Give it a flick. Hey, we got any t-shirts left? (laughs) We might have like two large left. Two large grays. But we got to get another order. We're getting another order in. That's what I want to hear from our, from our faithful listeners. And you know what? The people that listen to this podcast are faithful because they're awesome because they're still going to listen to this even though we haven't been around in a minute. I want to hear from you guys via email, DM, or Twitter. What color shirts do you guys want to see on the next Inside Trip order? I think we're probably going to order a couple different colors, maybe one or, or maybe two different colors or so. Um, Maybe pair it with some of our koozies. And uh, so what colors would you guys like to see? Because I'd be interested in that. And then maybe we'll uh, take you up on that. 
So you said email. So if you want to send us an email, you can do so to the inside triple one at gmail.com and obviously DM us on Twitter or hit us up on Facebook. All right, man. So look, dude, life's been great. The summer is winding down. My kids go back to school next week. You pumped about that? Uh, you know, it's kind of weird, man. It's like, um, even though we still got like over almost two months of summer left, I always equate like the end of summer when the kids go back to school. Yeah. But we had a nice little Florida vacation down in Siesta Key a yeah, couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you did. Marvelous. Nothing better than just day drinking on a beach all day long. I hear you. I hear you. I think I, I don't think we've done a podcast since I went on vacation. We went down to Asheville, North Carolina. That's like hippie central. I loved it. You ever been? No, I have not. You got to go. It Last was... podcast we did was June 24th, so a lot's gone on in the world since then. You serious? I swear to God, June 24th. I thought it was like two weeks ago. No, man. All right. Well, let's Definitely see if we can still talk about ago. wrestling. Has there been wrestling involved? Go, going bit. on? Anything else going on in your life? I mean, I don't know, man. Can I give a shout out? Yeah, shout it out. Just got to give a shout out to my lovely saint of a wife. Oh. Jolie, as we celebrate 10 glorious years of marriage this Friday. I feel glorious, glorious. I don't know if she feels the same way, but... I'm, I'm sure she doesn't. We're going to celebrate 10 years of marriage this That's Friday. awesome, man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Well, I'm going to shout my wife out then, too, so she don't yell at me. For what? Just putting up with me. Oh, God, She yeah. deserves a, an I know hourly she, shout-out No, she don't feel glorious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we... Digest. I mean, digress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm feeling good. I got off work early today before the pod. I went to one of my favorite little Dayton beer spots, the Dayton Beer Company. Oh, you're, you're shouting on DBC. Maybe we can get them to sponsor the pod. Three pints deep waiting on your ass to get home as yeah. you had to pick your dog up from daycare. I pick my dog up from doggy daycare. Baby. My dog wasn't there today. I know. Both of our dogs go to doggy daycare. They're best friends. Together, yeah. They're best buds. They're in the same class. They are in the same class. Yeah. I, the remedial class. Yeah, their teacher said that your dog ain't doing too good in math. They said, my dog's doing great in humping, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just like his daddy. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. So we on this podcast. Let's talk a little wrestling. You want to talk to some wrestling? Talk to some wrestling, Talk baby. to some wrestling. Man, it's been a minute. Is this yeah, how we do this thing? All right. So, I, look, since our last podcast, there's been some wrestling going on, obviously. Uh, Fargo happened. We had our yeah. men's senior team compete in Istanbul, Turkey. That's right. At the what tournament? The Yasser Dogu. Ooh, the Yasser Dogu tournament. Yep. Looking good out there. I can speak Turkish. And then obviously all other kinds of wrestling in the news, but which I'm sure we'll touch on. So uh, let's start with some of the top stories from Fargo. You cool with that? I'm good with that because there were a lot. Fargo, I'm, I watched a, actually a lot of Fargo. Um, you know, one of our boys, the guy that went, went to one of our high schools. He still was, does. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he wrestles for our high school. He wrestles for our former coach, my former coach. Uh, he's a first year junior. Took six this year. Um, didn't lose to anybody that he wasn't ranked or that was wasn't ranked below him in the nation. He was third last year as a second year cadet. Real solid kid. Um, so shout out to Nevin Snodgrass for that. Absolutely. Um, Not only that, I mean sixth in freestyle, junior freestyle, mm -hmm. first year at freestyle. Then goes up a weight to Greco, finishes top sixteen yeah. in the country. And he was in the same way as like Nelson Brands, those type of kids. Uh, was it one sixty? He's a junior, first year junior. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he ended up he's taking only six. like what four foot eight. Yeah, yeah, he's Jack. He's though. short. So shout out to Nevin Snodgrass on that one. Um, you know, we got to give our our our, our 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 former high school some love. But other than that, man, there were some cool things that there went was on some at Fargo. Like some interesting stories. Let's start with the first one. This is the big one in my mind. Like this is the one that just. There's two stories from Fargo that just absolutely blow my mind, but this one just makes my fucking mind explode. Like. 
what's his name? Christian Tanifo. I think it's Tanifo. Yeah. From North Dakota. North Dakota. The powerhouse wrestling state, North Dakota. <laughs> Rickon goes out as a as a junior. Junior. Only been wrestling for four months. Junior, like junior, uh, not junior in high school. Or we don't know what he is. Like junior level. Junior level. Yeah, okay, gotcha. I, I believe he's uh, going as a so- going into a sophomore year. I think that's what he is. What? Because um, apparently he played. He was he was on the freshman basketball team last year. Yeah, he's going into sophomore year. Yeah. So only wrestling for four months. This dude goes out there in double AAs. Not only double AAs, he makes the Greco finals, and then what? Finishes fifth in junior freestyle. What the? F- what the hell, man? How does man? that happen? How does that happen? I don't understand how it happens. Now, he wrestled at, what, 100 pounds? I think it was 100, I think okay, it was 100 okay. pounds. Okay, and he's wrestling junior. So, you know, the, the, the weight classes probably aren't super, super, super deep at a lighter weight in a junior. But I don't care because I'll tell you one Way thing. Where's shit on his parade bag? No, no. Listen to me. I was getting what other people could say about it out of the way first. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, yeah, you could say all this stuff. But. Okay, I was a light guy. I probably would have wrestled maybe like one, you know, a little a, a little bit above that. Actually, as a sophomore, I probably would have wrestled 100 pounds going into my going into my sophomore year. I would have wrestled 100 pounds. I would not have done that, and I'd been wrestling all my life. I, I, this kid is a freak of nature. I don't understand how that happens. How do you go out to the national level and you double AA when you just started four months ago? Does he got a he's got a brother that wrestled though, right? Um, I think uh, I think that's what I read that he's got a brother that wrestled. Maybe tried getting him to wrestle at certain points in time, um, but was a freshman bas- played on the freshman basketball team last year. Um, and then that probably would helped. Yeah. Oh yeah, because basketball we hear all the time. It, it really helps develop wrestling Wind skills. Sprints, baby. Wind sprints. <laughs> Wind sprints. <laughs> Um, here's what I'm. Here's what I'm. I'm, I'm the most crazy, crazy about. And I know we saw, we talked about this a little bit a second ago. Or uh, his his ability to differentiate styles. Four months into wrestling, okay, we have kids that have wrestled all their life. They wrestle the folk. Maybe that's the reason why they wrestle folk style. How do you tell this kid that he's training for junior freestyle for two months? Hey, now now we're going to teach you a style where you can't touch the legs. And not only can you not touch the legs, you can't utilize your legs in an offensive manner. And yet he does that, and he goes out and takes second. And then, then we're like, hey, now you can touch the legs. Go out and do that. His ability to differentiate styles and be a double old, just his ability to differentiate styles and go out and wrestle it is amazing. His ability to make the team and go out and wrestle it's amazing. But his ability to differentiate styles enough to be able to double AA after four months and learning the different rules is it's almost I, I'm not sure we can actually we can comprehend how amazing that is. I I agree with you one hundred percent. Like like without a doubt one hundred percent. There are very few moments looking back on my non illustrious high school wrestling career that I absolutely remember. And one of them is the first time I ever wrestled, or the first time I wrestled in a freestyle tournament. There we go. Yeah. And the first time I ever wrestled Greco. I had no comprehension of what the rules were. Freestyle wasn't so bad. You know, you could kind of transition from the folk style season into right. that relatively. You tell okay. them, hey, if you yeah. break 90, you give up points, so don't go to your, you right. can't just go to your back. Basically, take the guy down, more or less, you know, and when you're on top, you know, you can lo- you can lock hands, try to turn him. When you're on bottom, don't get turned. Right. You can figure that out in, yeah. a, in uh, an hour practice. Then I remember the first time I, I tried Greco, and I had no understanding. It really took a lot of time to really comprehend, wait a minute, I can't touch their legs, I can't use my legs to initiate. 
a scoring movement, things like that. And here this kid, four months into wrestling, just goes out and not only, as you said, comprehends it, understands it, differentiates it, but becomes a double All-American, including a national finalist. And That's he's crazy. Young. And he's young. I tell you what, if you're a college coach, boy, you better get you better get that dude on the horn when you can. Because he's young. If he can grow into a 125-pounder, who knows? I mean, he's only a sophomore. He might grow bigger than that. A dude that is, has that limited a coaching experience of, you know, of being coached and is that good and is dominating, dominating national-level competition – Imagine what he's going to be like when he starts. Are we missing some something coaching. here? Is there like some part of this story that's not being told? Like what? Did he get a bite of the finals? Or something? No, I mean like well, what are we missing here about this? Like I just that just shows my my complete inability to comprehend his what he was able to right, accomplish. That, that's what I mean. I mean I was a fairly good wrestler. Like what? This kid and, wrestled and up no until the eighth grade and yeah. then suddenly started playing basketball for two years, right, or he wrestled all his life. I wouldn't have been able to do what he did. And I'd wrestled. I'd wrestled since you I was in second grade. You didn't do what he did. Well, I, yeah, I never went out to Fargo. But even if I did, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have met up with this dude, and I would have been like, "This dude, chump, son. I'm about to mess this dude up first round." He... North Dakota just heard he's been dribbling balls last year. <laughs> I'm about to take this dude down. I'm about to go Greco on his ass in freestyle, and he would have launched me. He would put me in my back, and it would have been embarrassing. It would have been embarrassing. And then I would have walked off and cried, like when I lost to a backup. <laughs> you who, did lose to a backup. Who ended up being Jason Johnstone. <laughs> and you cried, too. Because I, I didn't know who Jason Johnstone was. <laughs> I think I don't know if I've told this story Just on the tell the story. So I, we were at uh, an early season tournament my junior year. Real quick, hold on. Just a little background for some of the listeners that may not know. Jason Johnstone was ended up being a wrestler for Ohio State. I think he actually started a little bit for Ohio oh, yeah. State. Yeah. He was good. He, yeah. he was real good. I think he was a multiple time. He was three times state champ, I think, or something like that. Something like that. So, um, Maslin Perry kid, right? Yeah, Maslin yeah. Perry kid. He was wrestling 103, same weight as uh, Ryan Riggs, who's, if you guys know the Riggs name. That's the coach's that was the head, son. That was the old head coach. So his coach's son, you know. Riggs was really good, too. He was a state qualifier that year, and he ended up being a placer at some point. But obviously, Johnson had a more illustrious career. Um, so... I didn't realize that they'd wrestled the weekend before an Ironman, and Riggs had beat him like two to one or something like that. <laughs> and then we're wrestling at the Midwest Classic up in Worthington, Kilbourne. I was a returning state qualifier, cutting down hard to make 103. Um, you know, I was a big 103. You know, I thought that, hey, this, you know, I was. I mean, you thought you were the King Dingling. I mean, I was pre. You really did. I mean, I was preseason top 10 easily at Division One. you know, so I was like, all right. And um, I'm like, I got this backup. Riggs is on the other side. Cool, you know, me and Riggs gonna about to face off in the finals and battle it out, and I didn't know that he, you know, I didn't know who this kid was. I remember wrestling him actually afterwards at a Fargo camp because I used to go to the Fargo camps and wrestle. And I remember he was kind of scrappy, but I'd got the best of him at that point. But he was still in uh, middle school at the time. <laughs> I go out there, he takes me down like a bunch, dude. I'm like what the <laughs> hell? I finally battle back. I lose like seven to six or something like that, and I'm like, like midway through the second period, I'm like, I'm losing to a fucking backup, dude. I'm losing a backup. So I lose, and I start balling. And I go to my coach, and I'm like, I lost to a backup. And my, my coach tells my best friend, because my best friend's like, how'd Ben do? He, you know, he definitely dominated. And my, my coach was like, he lost. And my friend was like, don't, don't play with me, coach. He didn't lose. Turns out I lost to a backup who was Jason Johnstone. Yeah. Who ended up being a multiple-time state champ, and then obviously a multiple-year start at Ohio State. Yeah. Good story. <laughs> Let's get back to Fargo. I did cry a lot. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you still do. Oh man, I love you for it though, man. That was funny. All right, so also at Fargo, and this is another one of those stories that just 
flipping blows my mind. So listen, man, we've talked ad nauseum about women's wrestling. People understand. They know that we have a a, a deep appreciation and an respect. affinity, if you an will. Affinity, absolutely. I was going to actually use that term. Thank you. That's why I said, um, if you will. Yes. Um, for women's wrestling, um, it's grown so much, and this year, it just so happened this year there were record numbers of entries in Fargo, um, especially on the women's side, and there just happened to be a particular young lady by the name of Sage Mortimer, Sage Mortimer, hope I said that right, who, yeah, Mortimer, yeah, Mortimer, who goes out there and All-Americans, she, she earns three All-American all American honors. Wait, wait, Brandon. In Fargo this year. Some would My say apologies. Three All American honors for a, for a, uh, a lady. Some would say. How would how would you do that? You could All American as a cadet, and then she bump did. up an All American as a junior. So she won cadet. But there's, but there's no women Greco. Ben, you're absolutely right. Some some would say there's no women Greco. Well, everybody should say there's no women Greco. <laughs> so she she wins the women's cadet freestyle. She then bumps up to wrestle the junior women's freestyle. And she finishes second to a world champ. And then she says, you know what? Let me give this Greco thing a try with the boys, the men. Wrestling Greco right? with the Young dudes, men. son. Going upper body with dudes. Cadet, right? I would assume. Yeah, that would be my guess. And then she finishes seventh in Greco. What's up, man? She's the first woman to ever place in What the Greco? hell? Again! Yeah. Again! Like... I, well, I mean, we, we got to pick our words here, though, because if I say, well, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. Right. I didn't do I that. I didn't do that. But, but, what, but why does that mean a woman can't? Well, it, it, it doesn't mean. Right. But you know what? And before today, a woman hadn't. Yeah, exactly. Or before that day, right. a woman so, hadn't. So we're not being misogynistic by being surprised. Whoa, don't use big words like that on me, bro. <laughs> but we're not. We're not being misogynistic by saying, wow, we're shocked that a, that a, that a, a, a woman wrestled and uh, All-American Greco. We it's are not shocked being about that. Shocked. I am. It's not being shocked and surprised. Yes, when I first heard it, was I shocked? Yeah, but I think it's more impressed. Right. It's Good. impressive, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because we've seen women go out. We've seen, we've seen girls beat guys on the wrestling sure. mat. We've seen girls qualify for state, win matches at state against the guys. In some and states, Look yeah. at Kayla Miracle. Kayla Miracle did it in Indiana. Sure. Okay? Sure. Um, we've had girls in Ohio that qualified for the state tournament. Paige Nimick, Sean Nimick's cousin, Waiting did that. Waiting on a girl to win a okay? match. It'll happen. Sure, absolutely. So I'm not surprised. I'm impressed. Yeah. Because this is the best That's a good of the best of the guys in our country at that age level competing in this style of wrestling, a style that the women don't actually have. Well, that's the biggest thing, right? Is that she, did she plan on doing this? And maybe she planned on it, but how much effort did she really put into training Greco-Roman? Well, you well, you're talking about like Christian Tanifo? Like she said, I've just been wrestling this for a month. I'm going to go out and give it a try. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously she's probably wrestled. She, I, I know she's wrestled you know, for a significant portion of her life. But, again, to go out there and uh, take on a style that you typically don't train and be able to take seventh against boys when you're a girl, that is, I, I mean, she's, 
I think we're going to hear her name a lot in the next 15 years in wrestling. Well, no doubt. I mean, that's I mean, there's no doubt about that. Look at that. She was a cadet champ, a junior runner up to a world champ and then goes out in All-Americans and Greco. This girl Assuming she goes to wrestle in the WCWA, she's going to find a college, she's going to wrestle in college, she's going to win multiple national titles, and she's going to be a um, consistent cog in our women's national team. I, I don't it, doubt that. Yeah, I love the WCWA, but I wish it was the NCAA. Give it time, bro. Yep, time. Give it time. time. She, but yeah, you know what? It won't be her. No, 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 no. It no, won't no, be her. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm not sure I want it to be the NCAA. I like the WCWA because they have teams across all divisions and they compete in freestyle. I love that. Let everybody well and different countries. No, not colleges from other countries. Canada. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Canada is a country. Come on, homeboy. Sorry. Oh my. Simon God. Fraser. Oh yeah, my you're right. God. Sorry. Oh. I thought you were gonna make it like. Never mind. <laughs> Actually, I got nothing to say. That just made me sound idiot. <laughs> Do we consider Canada a country? I mean, I mean, I would consider them a country. Yeah. Not the 51st state of the United States. <laughs> It's a big state, bro. I'm just kidding. It's a big I'm state. totally joking. It's a big <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, man. That obviously. was obviously honest. Okay, so all right, those two are my two favorite stories. We can talk about some other ones. I, I'm fine with that. I've got two more. Just two more to mention. All right, let's let's knock these next two out, and then I want to rank them. Okay, that's a great. I don't idea. know why I want to rank them because that's what we do on. A, that's what we we're, our, that's what we would do if we weren't on the podcast. That's what we do if we were just sitting at a bar drinking beers, right? So let's let's do it. All, all right, right. What are your other all two? Right. So the other two, both of these two have Ohio ties. All right. So I got to mention. <laughs> oh, baby. I O. That's a. All right. Anyway, so I like our proudness of Ohio State in this in this time of sadness. Not Ohio State, the state of Ohio. Oh yeah. I said Ohio ties, not Ohio State ties. All right. Let me, okay. Let me all right. Here. So second one or third one, Will Guida. I think he's from New Jersey. All right. Yep. Just won a second junior national freestyle title in as many years. Okay, as a sophomore in high school. Last year as a freshman, bumped up to juniors, won a title. This year, wins his second junior national freestyle title in as many years. What does that do, Ben? That puts him on pace to win possibly four junior national freestyle titles. It's only been done once before ever in the history, I do believe. By who, my man? Alan Freed. Alan Freed. I have it in front of me, or else I wouldn't have. There's no way I would have got it if I didn't have it in front of me. Ah. Alan Freed, the legendary wrestler from St. Edwards, Ohio, yep. who went on to wrestle for Oklahoma State. He went on to do some things. Yeah, I mean, multiple-time All-American. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny. Wasn't Freed the dude that like may or may not have beat the shit out of some dude in the flats? I mean, I heard he messed a dude up in <laughs> Cleveland once or twice. <laughs> Why do you got to go there, man? I'm going. Because that's what I would do when the mic wasn't in front of me. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty cool story. I, you know, getting to see somebody possibly become only the second four-time junior national freestyle champ ever. I have no clue. Free, juniors 100s uh easier than cadets. How many junior uh, 100s did you win? I know, but I'm just saying, like... How many not, matches did you win in Fargo? Why not go cadet as a How freshman? How many matches did you win in Fargo? None. Why not okay. go cadet as a freshman? Moving on. Is that all we're talking about, huh? I have no clue why he didn't go cadet. Cadet's tougher because that's the younger kids are that weight. So you're saying last year as a freshman he bumped up? To avoid the tough cadet weight. What if he wrestled both? Some people do it. What if he wrestled both and just happened to one junior? Then then there you go. Then that, that proves my point. Okay. You're what, right. It's what, impressive. It's impressive. Jesus. What, are you getting mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I can't get mad at you. All right, good. All right, number four. 
This dude is quickly becoming my favorite high school wrestler on the circuit right now. All right. Carson Karchula. Oh, my God. From Columbus, Ohio. The son of the legendary Myron. Or is it Miron? Miron. Miron. I'm sorry. Yeah. He just continues to improve, impress, and is, I mean, now, honestly, is no longer can be considered under the radar. If you wanted to call him under the radar before. Well, remember, we saw him at Iron Man. We did. He we lost the real close Man. one to Rocky. One to nothing on a third period escape to Rocky Jordan. And wasn't, the, it, wasn't there, like, some controversy there about There was some controversy. Yeah. He lost one to nothing on that third period escape in the quarterfinals to eventual champ Rocky Jordan, the 170-pound Iron Man champ. He goes out to Fargo, dominates his way, and I mean freaking dominates his way to a title and i'm talking a tough bracket son exactly not only did he defeat number one plot he also defeated travis whitley multiple time fargo right who's going to oklahoma state recruit correct you know you remember he was originally a penn state recruit but decommitted right which in the day (laughs) all these decommits going on that's what i'm saying we're gonna see that well karsla uncommitted I'm going to tell you right now, Ben. Holy uncommitted, son. I, we've actually, you know, we've kind of been talking about this for a while, off and on. If I'm a college coach, Karchla is probably one of the top guys on my radar. You better have some freaking money for him. As, as a guy that lives and resides in the state of Ohio who may or may not have a few articles of clothing with Ohio State Wrestling on them, right. I would love to see him wearing... The black and scarlet, the scarlet and gray. I'm nervous the red. about that. You know, Miron used to be on the coaching staff, right? Okay. For Ohio State. Didn't leave under the greatest of circumstances. Different regime, brother. But it was different a different regime, regime, brother. It was a different regime. As we'll get into later. So. He also still resides in the Columbus area. Is highly, I'm sorry, deeply rooted in that area, coaching youth wrestlers. Miron? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, Miron used to freaking... When I would go to their camps, he would use me because I was like 110 pounds to do his to teach his moves on, and he would have me flying. He hurt me so bad. <laughs> he hurt me so bad emotionally and physically. Miron was a bad dude. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Soviet guy, right? Yep. Yeah, and had a pretty. I mean, he had a pretty successful international career as well. I mean, he was he was definitely a well well regarded wrestler as an athlete and um, an excellent coach. I mean, obviously, he coached at Ohio State. Now his son's coming up. If I'm Ohio State, so, I'm all over him. All right. All right. We, we just got we got Rocky Jordan. Did we bust a nut too early? No, because I honestly think that... You like Rocky too, huh? One of them will grow. We, yeah. Such a logjam. Now we're talking Ohio State, but, man, I think I don't care. But you know what? Who I don't cares? care. You recruit Karchla if you can get him. You get him. Man, win. Yeah. That's what Penn State does, right? Right. They don't. They, they don't Oklahoma even, State. Too. They don't even need to recruit people. Those guys just want to come. Yeah. Oh, what you got? Five top five guys in my weight class. Yeah, bring it on. How about Oklahoma State? Bulu Wallen couldn't even start two years ago, and last year was an All American. Exactly. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You got to go. You and this go. year he's going to be battling out probably with that Caden Caden Gefeller Gefeller kid. Oh yeah, for a starting starting spot. Right. Speaking of log jams, look at them from 125 through 149. It's an absolute log jam. Actually, even more because they just got that Greer or Gear guy from Edinburgh. 57. No, Gear's like an 84 pounder. And, oh, yeah. And he's going to wrestle Jacoby Smith, who does All American for him. That's right. Because yeah. Jacoby was at 74, but he's going to have to go up because. Um, it was Shamers. They, they got Shamers, I believe, that transferred I think in. Gears, or, I, I don't know. They, at they 57. Got, they got some yeah. rant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But. Gear, Jacoby Smith are gonna have to battle it out, and because uh, Joseph Smith was supposed to be going up to seventy four, 
I mean, this is rant. Oklahoma State. Joseph Smith. Jojo Smith needs to switch to light beer. Right. That Bud Heavy's not working I for don't, him. I don't get it because, yeah, but but anyways, it, it, we draw it back to this. is You recruit and you, you figure out who the best is. 100%. You figure out that money. You might even give some illegal money. Legal money. You, you might start digging out Are your you pockets. you laundering stuff? Start st- start selling yeah? stuff. I mean. What are we selling? We need to start cheap. What are we selling? Cocaine or something. S- some what? No, I'm just playing. Just weed. I don't mess with that cocaine stuff. I don't smoke weed either. We Kids? now interrupt this regularly scheduled broadcast. Don't smoke dope. <laughs> to bring you a message from Lawrence Taylor. Kids, this is why you never do What was that movie? Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next point, kids. Don't, Don't smoke, smoke crack. crack. <laughs> That's true. S- says Lawrence Taylor. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be like Mike, it'd be like Mike Irvin telling him, Don't snort coke. I tell you what, I'm not above cheating to get Carsla. You want to slip him a little money? From the inside trip fund? I'll slip them a rack. Some people have a slush fund. We got a tit fund. Oh, the old titty fund. I said tit, not titty. Them titty boys. All right. That was it. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's all the fun and games. All right. So we we listed four. There's only two. We listed four there. Right. There's there's two. There's really only two that are like, you know. They're unique. Right. Which one? Okay. let, Let me ask you this, Ben. Let's just cut to the chase. Which is more impressive to you? Sage Mortimer. A girl who all Americans three times at the same Fargo tournament, including in Greco against the boys, or Christian Tanafo from North Dakota, who four months after starting wrestling goes out and double all Americans at 100 pounds, making the finals in Greco, and then placing fifth in junior freestyle. Which is more impressive? I don't know if I'm going to make any friends with this one, but I'm going Tanafo. The reason being. Is just maybe maybe because Sage Mortimer she's been wrestling for so long that it's although shocking and surprising, you know she's been able to build that skill base, you know. And as it was Cadet Greco, which means that you know, I don't know. You know what? Ben, See now, because you're right though. Because no, no, no. now I now I'm starting to think like no, that is more impressive. Ben, I just can't get over the fact that a dude don't, that doesn't wrestle placed in Fargo twice. Here's the thing, man. Look. I agree with you, okay, and here and here's why. Right. Listen, I think you made some valid points there. Sage Mortimer is obviously an experienced women wrestler, okay, and I'm not sure which weight she did this at, but I'm going to assume it was obvi- it was at a lighter weight. I think it was like 115 or something. Okay, so there we go. Um, look, wrestling is such a complicated and complex and difficult sport. I said 115, but I think Fargo uses the high school weights, don't they? I don't know. Okay, either way, around that weight. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. I interrupted you, and that was rude. It it doesn't matter. But anyway, what I was alluding to is that wrestling is such a complex, very complicated sport for the average person to understand just from watching, let alone right. actually competing and performing in it. For someone to go out there, if in fact it is true that he was only wrestling in his fourth month of wrestling and he goes out there and does that, what he what he was able to show was that he was able to grasp the fundamentals, some technique, body awareness, mat awareness, situational wrestling. I mean, with the best in the country, 
even at a lightweight, at a lightweight where the likes of guys like David Taylor competed at. Right. Okay, that's that's impressive. Sage Mortimer, what she did was extremely impressive. The fact that she won cadet women, an amazing accomplishment. She bumps up. She finishes second in juniors to a world champ. Another amazing accomplishment. I would expect that from her. What she did right, in Greco, right. what she did in Greco, extremely impressive. And I'm not going to take anything away from what she did, but I'm going to assume this was at a lighter weight. It's Greco. So it's Tanner okay? though. It's Greco. It's not like it's freestyle where you're really having where you're really having to compete against that type of speed. You know what I'm saying? That right. type of quickness. Those type of attacks, okay? I'm not going to take anything away from what she did. She did something that right. the majority and I, and has I never done. Like, yeah, I'm almost know? like, should we even be having this conversation? Because cause I don't want anybody to think. Cause, because bottom line is, if I if I was wrestling against Sage Mortimer at my at, at her age, she would have beat me in Greco. 100% so, so, right there. So who am I to even no, say anything? They're both amazing same accomplishments. With, same with Tanifo. They're both amazing accomplishments. But here's where we're at. In my mind, in this day and age... I'm not going to be as shocked when I see a woman beat a guy on the mat because I've seen what some of the top women wrestlers in the country can do, and they are impressive athletes and wrestlers. For a guy, for anybody who has never been a wrestler, who's been wrestling only for four months, to go out there against the top guys in the country and not only perform well, but double All-American, including making the finals, that, my friend, is really impressive. That's the winner. That's the winner to me. That's the winner. And Sage Mortimer is the runner-up, just like she was in junior freestyle. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. All Except right. for cadet freestyle. What's up with Dogu, son? Dude, our men look good. You think? I don't know, bro. Oh, see, this is what I expected from you, Ben. Ah, you, you don't like me, little pessimistic. No, no, no. See... You get hung up on a couple of results, a couple of individuals who maybe weren't successful, but you, we may have lost the battle, but we won the war. Okay. All right. I'm listening. I'm did listening. Not, did the USA not win that? They did win the Dogu, yeah. Okay. Did we not come away with three individual champs? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did. We absolutely did. Now, got a couple of guys. <laughs> what am I saying? Not a couple of guys, but basically our best two wrestlers may have not have won it, but that's Okay. That's okay. I'm concerned with the guys that did, that went 0-1. I am a little concerned with the guys that went 0-1. Right, right. But I'll tell you what. The three guys that won this thing looked really good doing it. And while everybody, it's easy to get caught up in the excitement of Kyle Dake and David Taylor, rightfully so, Thomas Gilman is quietly solidifying himself as one of the top guys in the world at that weight, and one of our best lightweights in recent memory. Yeah, no, I think he, well, since Cejudo, he's our best Exactly, lightweight. exactly. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Cejudo, did you see him just go out there and dominate Yeah, he the just UFC? beat uh, Mighty Mouse, right? Demetrius Johnson stopping that, I think it was like an 11-fight win streak. Right, right, yeah. Some of people were considering Demetrius Johnson to be the GOAT. Well, he ain't. Because <laughs> he ain't run up against a wrestler, son. Uh, Demetrius, I think he was like a high school wrestler or something. Yeah, I mean, I was a high school wrestler. Doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, I mean, freaking yeah, high school wrestler, piece of crap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, you're right. It's good to see Gilman after a World Cup where he lost the match or two, I think, to come out and win the Dogu. You know, this part of the peaking process. I think we forget that when when we talk about college wrestling, right? 
we talk about oh training through tournaments um you know the, the portions of a cycle of a of a season where they may not be at their peak right so it's good to see Gilman kind of starting to show where he could potentially be at come worlds but i also think you're saying this about a guy that was a silver medalist at last year's world championship. I mean, I, I fully expect it. Now, I don't think he's ranked very high in the world because of some of his losses, but I don't think he was ranked at all when he when he went in and and, and wrestled uh, and took second in the world. Go ahead. No, it's to me. It's just it's so fascinating to me to think that. All right, look, Gilman comes out of college, right? And everybody's a little down on him. Never won a national title. Kind of ch- choked a little bit of senior year, lost to Darren Cruz in the semis, goes out, beats Tony Ramos. All right. People thought Ramos was going to win that match. Gilman says, nope. Same Gilman, same mentality, wins that match, makes the team. All right. He makes the team. What are we going to get? Then goes out, finishes runner up in the world, wins a silver medal. Okay. Okay. Look real good yeah, doing it. But, oh, he had a good draw and this and that. Now, now we got this year's real team trials. Now we got to face the real, you know, the real prodigy, Dayton Fix. Okay. Not sure if there he's going to win that. Yeah, exactly. That's the point I'm making, Ben. Now, people are thinking, Fix is going to win that match. We didn't. Okay. You're right. Absolutely. Okay. We didn't. Yeah. Gilman says, nah, son. <laughs> you're just a boy still. I'm the man. Yeah. This is my spot. Does that. Then goes out, and he, I mean Ben. If you look at this, he won what eleven three seven five six six, and then twelve five. Right, right. So I mean, yeah, no, he I mean, he had he a good put up tournament. some points. He put up some points. He, he, he put up some points, which is is, is nice to see. Um, he had a good tournament. I'm worried. I don't think he's going to be seated, just based on the stupid seating criteria that they have. Actually, if they're going by points, he will be because I think he's number two in the world. Oh, is he? And UWW points ranking. You're okay. I think you're right. I remember looking at some of our guys aren't going to be seated like like Snyder. I don't think it's going to be seated. Random stuff. It depends. Look, in this guys, let me preface this by saying I I don't yeah, know. Now, all now the we might cri- be getting out of our know, element. I don't know all the criteria, so I don't know if pre you know if year you know the the previous year's world champions get you know special seating criteria. They whatever. used to, but, but I, not. But there's different ways. I think now, they're going right? by the point system. Okay, right. And there are some guys where. Like like Jordan Burroughs. Right. They don't wrestle that much anymore, so they don't accumulate I a lot of points. Pan they don't accumulate yeah. a lot of points. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think you're right, though, about Gilman. I take that back. He, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm expecting a medal out of him. You know, he just won the Dogu. That's nice. He continues to do this day of weigh-ins at basically the same weight he wrestled in college. Right? Dude is, dude, dude is at weight cutting. I mean. Whoever has trouble cutting weight, call him. You know how he does it? I, I don't know what you're about to say. No, he he doesn't spend all his flipping time on social media, on Twitter, tweeting shit. That's right. He just goes to work. Hey, lunch pail kid. There you go, bro. He, if he was in my high school, I would have given the lunch pail award. All right, enough about Gilman. <laughs> Dake and Taylor, yeah, what the are... hell, man? Oh, my goodness. Dude, like what they did to people should be considered a crime. I, it pro- I think it was in Turkey. Dick, Taylor's still he's still being I think held. Taylor's still locked up. <laughs> Dude. I think somebody tweeted, I don't remember who it was. You I'm know. pretty sure he pinned a uh, former world champ. He pinned all four guys he wrestled. Yeah, I'm, and I think he pinned the world champ when he was up like like nine one. He was he was up nine one on a world champ. He was like, I'm just gonna stick to this, dude. 
What about Kyle Dake up like 11-2 to two and cradling a guy up? Yeah, I mean, it's unnecessary. How you going to cradle a guy in freestyle when you're up 11-2? <laughs> it's unnecessary. Like, like, what are they? They're, they're bragging. Now. They're a little braggadocious. <laughs> you think it was crossface, near side? Right. What was it? Like, standing cradle? <laughs> Leg cradle. <laughs> he leg cradled the dude. <laughs> he said, bro, I, I ain't hit this since the fourth grade. Oh, Let man. me see if this still works. I'm telling you, that's 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 what we're going to need to score our points. That's where we're going to really need to shine at, at Worlds if we want to repeat is the two extra weights we got. We got to go in there and we got to medal. And to well, me, we you got, got the two you best be, guys in the world to do it right there. You got, yeah, you got to be thinking a gold for the problem is you got Yazdani Shirati from Iran and Taylor's weight. Taylor's pinned him before, but he was getting beat up, and then he came back. And Dake, you know, he's he's lost a match or two there. He's dropped a match or two there. Um, but 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 both of them have beaten beaten, and I'm not just talking about beating on a wrestling match, like uh, point wise. They've beaten him, like whipped him, world medalists. So you and I, man, I think over the last year we've probably. We've probably been kind of hard on David Taylor a little bit just because of his antics and some of the things he's Rightfully done. Rightfully so, in my said. opinion. Here's the thing with David Taylor. When his mind is in it, he is one of the best wrestlers in the world without he, – He might be the no best argument. wrestler in the world. Okay, when his mind is straight and his confidence is dialed in, he's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. So, for me, the thing with David Taylor is, is he got the monkey off his back. He made the team. That was all. Right. That, that was always the thing. That was the good thing. point. So now, because he's, he's been able to show, like it, it was all about making the team for him. One hundred. Every World Cup, every international event he wrestled in, he dominated. This he was, beat the piss out of everybody he wrestled. This is his third gold this year. Not. He won the Uregan, He won Pan Ams, and he wins this third gold medal this year. I mean, dude, the only person that can beat him is um, is Donnie Shirati. or Kyle Dake, or Jordan Burroughs. Or Jaden Cox. Yeah, but I meant like I'm, t- I'm kidding, man. I'm, I'm being a, I'm being an ass. Yeah, we'll talk about that in 2020. Right. It, well, yeah, we'll have to. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I expect great things from Taylor at the World Championships because to me, I think the monkey is off his back. As I said earlier, I think for him now, it's just going out there and do what he does. He made the team, no pressure. Go out there and win your medal. You know, I uh, I was like super impressed with was Gwiz. You know, Gwiz is just a. Gwiz is just a really consummate professional when it comes to... You know he's number one in the world in the UWW rankings now by points. That's, yeah. That means that's good for seating purposes because if what's-his-face, Gino Petria... Petria Shavili. I think is currently number three, that would put them on opposite sides right. of the bracket, and I think that's what he needs. You need, well, if you can be opposite of Petria Shavili and if you can be opposite of Agul, who's the Turkish guy who um, is training right now and... Uh, 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 United States with Kyle Snyder, you know, Agul right. and Petrus Vili are the top two dudes. They're the best. They are the best. I mean, they, they've separated themselves from Gwiz. It's not even, I mean, Agul beat the hell out of Gwiz, I think, the last time they wrestled each other. Um, you know what that brings me to? A question that, you know, we haven't really talked about. I'm not even sure we talked about it offline, but what about some of these foreign dudes coming over and taking some USA money to train? Chimizo, Agul. I mean, Chimizo's training at the New York uh, Regional Training Center, I believe. You said something there I, I wasn't aware of. Are they taking money? That's what Chimizo I know. Chimizo lives in the United States and trains. But, I mean, are they taking money? Yeah, are we're they, funding him. So the New York Athletic Club is funding him. 
sponsoring him. He's a team member of the New York Athletic Club. I, I don't know all that, but I know they're paying him money to to live here and train. Jordan Burroughs has been very uh, vocal about it. Yeah, th- now that I do know. Um, I don't like it. And even if that means that I'm what not against it. Snyder's doing is bad for I'm not cool, against it. I'm not against it. You're not against the the number one, probably one of the top two contenders. Um, I think him and Tbilisov or whatever his name is from Russia for against Jordan Burroughs, the top contenders against Jordan Burroughs training in the United States, getting United States funds to get better. I can't single. I, I can't. I hate it. I hate it. I can't single it out by situation. I have to look at the big picture. And you know what? If if you've got one of the top guys Smart. in the world in our country training, if I'm any wrestler that has aspirations of being at that level who's already com- you know who's on the edge, I'm doing what I can to get up there and train with this guy. Now, I under I say that while admitting I do understand why Jordan Burroughs could be pissed off because uh, wasn't Rovat coaching Chimizo? Yeah. Yes. But Rovat was another guy. Rovat went over to Osesia and trained for a long time to learn kind of that Russian, you know, Some, that, that that Eastern European Russian way. Somebody in the, in the beats the streets. It might have been Rovat. I God, I don't remember. Was wearing like a Chimizo, like wearing a shirt, like you know, supporting Chimizo. I beat the streets. One of our USA guys, man. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. And he is in the New York RTC. Yeah, I mean it, it's. It's a touchy situation. I guess it depends on how you look at it. If I'm Burroughs, you know what? Be pissed. Use it as motivation. But at the same time, if Burroughs had a chance to have, you know, one of the number one ranked guy in the world at 79 kilograms come over and train with him to help him get better, is he going to turn it down? Yeah, because he's changed with James Green. It's not, you know what I mean. James Green that went 0-1 this, at this tournament. Oh. And I love James Green. But I mean, come on, man. I don't like it. I don't like that we're. I don't like that the United States is funding uh, people that could beat our guys. Dude, the United States. We have people from other countries coaching our Greco team. You just talked about Moran. Yeah, I know. But okay, but we're funding. No, Moran is coaching. Moran is is coaching. Moran um, is coaching uh, United States guys. But don't we? You right, know what I'm saying? Like he's not. Chimizo is about to go wrestle in freaking um, the world against our dude. Sorry, my computer's acting up. So no, it's okay. Look, look wrestling's one of those sports, man, where you you know this. You've got to get yourself as much as much exposure as possible to different styles, the best wrestlers. It's also fields. an individual sport. It, it is an individual sport. You're right. So man. You, so you're training. Cause he, yeah, because I mean, Gwiz, Gwiz probably isn't thrilled that Snyder's training without Ghoul. Do you we're think Dake is training with Chimizo? All right, so is that making Dake better? I don't know if Dake's training with Chimizo. No, because Burroughs has been up there training with him. I think it's different. I think Finger Lakes is different than the New York Regional Training Center. You don't think Dake stops into the NYRTC? I don't know. I don't know. Now, now, now we're having a conversation that I like because cause we're speculating without any ability to, to prove sure. it, which I like about that. But... Speaking of Dake, let's get back on track. Speaking of Dake, how about that performance at this tournament? I mean, it's what to be expected, right? I mean, we've seen these guys dominate. I mean, absolutely dominate world level competition. But they just, just have trouble. The they, they just have trouble making a team because you have one of the best guys in the world. Speaking of, did you realize that when Camizo and Burroughs wrestled between the two of them, they got they have ten world 
or Olympic medals combined. That's insane, dude. That's insane. What do you think about that? Well, Burroughs, that match was kind of funky. Um, you know, if you if you just watch some of the highlights of it, they gave Chimizo a four that was obviously not a four. And there were some strange challenges that went on. I'm not, just because Burroughs lost to Chimizo here. He beat him and beat the streets. But again, that was also an asterisk with that weird-ass mat. What's I'm that? still fa- remember when the mat was all sweaty. Yep, and everybody was slipping. Well, it wasn't sweaty; it was humid. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was, was the moisture building. That's up what on I meant. It. Right. Yeah, sorry, the mat was sweaty, not not the guys. Um, <laughs> I still think I still think I favor Burroughs to win it. Man, I tell you, look, it's as an American, yeah, I'm gonna favor Burroughs all day, okay. But on the other hand, Ben, I got to sit back. And you got to enjoy what you're getting to witness. You're getting to witness two guys who have wrestled twice in the last four months. They're one and one against each other. Burroughs comes from behind, comes from behind to beat him at Beat the Streets six to five. Then in the interview afterwards, looks at Camizo and says, "Go back to Go seventy back to kilograms, 70. son." Yeah. Okay. And then says, then nah, dog, I'm good. they meet up at this tournament. Camizo says, "Nah, I'm going to stay here." And I don't look you. The refing is out of the control. It's out of control. All right. right. I mean, we can't control that. Because that can happen at Worlds. You're 100% right. And Camisa goes out and gets this one, 10 to 10, on criteria, questionable four. Look, root for your boy, but sit back and get to, sit back right. and enjoy what you're getting to watch. And you know what? You know what? Not only is it a great rivalry. It's exacerbated by the fact that Chimizo is training in the United States. It has everything so, I mean, you want. Burroughs is not happy, bro. Dude, people talk Burroughs about, is fucking not happy about no. this at all. And people talk about like sports like MMA, you know, where you got the drama, the hype, the shit talking. Dude, this has all those dynamics. You've got the drama. You've got the hype. You've got the shit talking. You've got a one-to-one series between two guys with 10 flipping ruled medals, 10 ruled slash gold medals between them. Dude, enjoy it because um, October could be fire, assuming these guys are in the finals. Oh, it's going to be in October. It's, well, they might be. Who knows where they're going to meet? Yeah, that's true. Who knows yeah. who they're going to meet? But, you know, you know, I guess kind of to wrap up Dogu, unless you want to talk anything else about it. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bummed about a couple of our guys going 0-1. Jaden Cox kind of worries me. Steber. <laughs> you think Taylor uh, told Cox afterwards, don't worry, bro, I'll pray for you? I'm, oof. Oof. <laughs> Steber, you know, it is what it is at this point. If you get anything out of him. And, look, we're talking to Ohio State fans here. If you get anything out of him, that's great. I just, I'm not, I'm not optimistic, which maybe is a good thing. And, you know, Nayshan, Nayshan, excuse me, I think that that's not a surprise. I, I think that's our weakest weight, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We got a lot of time to probably talk about how we're going to have a podcast talking about it and then not do it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Honestly, man, look, I, I, James Green, 0-1. Oh, you don't yeah, expect greasy. that. From, you really don't expect that from him. Um, at the same time, uh, Green went 0-1. He lost um, – Zero to one to a guy from Turkey. Okay, you know home crowd. Um, Jaden Cox was that um, Oxoy? I'm sorry, James Green lost five to four. Yeah, to uh, to uh, Oxoy. Um, Jaden Cox, obviously, you know he lost to a guy from Turkey two to two though. Okay, so you never know what's going on. It's not like they were blown out, right? So I'm not I'm not really down on that. Well, and they have they have a great pedigree. Both are multiple time world medalists. The thing with Steber, and this is the last thing I'll say on this, is that. I don't know how much longer Steber's going to wrestle. You know, I'll assume he's going to go through the 2020 cycle. I think that's the plan. He just needs to go out and let let it fly. 
just be himself. Right. I agree. Well, I, I, I appreciate you agreeing, Ben. That makes me feel special. You should feel special. Just, you should feel special that I'm I'm hanging out with you right now. Um, actually, sometimes <laughs> I feel like I was a horrible person in a past life because <laughs> I have to spend so much time with you. <laughs> hey, I'm like six seasons and like seven episodes into the Game of Thrones. Oh, I love you, bro. I'm so glad you finally got well, it. Hold cheers on, to that. Toast yeah, to cheers. that. Cheers. Don't ruin anything for me. I'm almost. I'm. I'm gonna knock out the sixth season. And then we got well, I got one left. And got then we're one left. The same page. Yep. Hey, but the real red quick, wedding. Bro. The red wedding. The, what what did you think anybody. the first time you watched that? When you saw it, like what did went through I your mind? I almost threw up. Like what? You were like, what the fuck? Uh, you can't, unexpected. I, I mean, uh, unexpected. My wife and I have uh, made two rules for Game of Thrones. One, anybody can die. Anybody can die. And two, you're allowed to have sex with your sister. Yeah. Two, they don't bury any storylines. Like they don't start a storyline and then not finish it. One hundred percent right. So that's all I'm going to say. But anyways, hell fucking yeah. Game of Thrones is the shit. I told you. I've been telling you for so long. I'm oh, so glad so you good. finally got on to it. Dude, we, we're, we started like two and a half months ago, and we're, we're already almost done with seven seasons. boy, baby. Yeah. I, know you, I know you know how to go the distance. <laughs> speaking right, of man. going the distance. Uh, yeah, speaking of. All uh, right, so listen. Yeah, um, go ahead. Let's get into this next topic. You and I, we've kind of kicked this around for a little bit. Um, Look, so it's a topic it, that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Let's be honest, especially a lot of Ohio State fans. You're absolutely right, and I think. Um, so here, what was crazy for me is like, look, this summer's been this summer's been really crazy for me. Okay, we've kind of you know just kind of goofed around about it, but busy at work, a um, lot of stuff going on at home, construction, out of town a lot, out of the country quite a bit, and to be to be quite honest with you, like I try to with. The political landscape that's been going on, the political you know stuff in politics, I, I really just kind of stay off of the news. Right, politics the suck. They, they do. They 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 both suck. sides of the party. One hundred percent. And um, I go to Florida a few weeks ago, spend a week down there, have an amazing time. I come back and I basically stayed off like all TV, phone, all that good stuff. And I come back and there's this shit just blowing up about about this Ohio State. Sexual abuse or sexual, you know, assault, abuse, right. whatever. Doctor Strauss, Doctor Richard Strauss, who was there, who was a a, a physician for Ohio State's uh, athletic department from the seventies through the early nineties. Seventies through the early nineties, he worked in the athletic department. He worked in their clinic, um, you know, and he, and um, a number of people was the main was the wrestling team doc. It was a wrestling team doctor, and a number of people over a hundred in total, and uh, I think from fourteen different sports have come forward and indicated that. Um, that he, 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 uh, I mean, fuck, he raped him, you know, sexually abused him. You and, know, uh, I have so many, I, God, man, I, it's, we, we saved this for the end of the podcast and I don't know if that was the good thing or, or, or a bad thing, but, um, I have so much stuff going through my head about this. Like one of the first things that comes through my head is where's wrestling media at on this? Like I understand, like look, I've I've read about it in the news. You know, I've read uh, Chicago Chicago Tribune articles, Columbus Dispatch, New, New York, York Times, Times um, Wall Street Journal. Well, you're right. I mean, it, it's even been in um, foreign news outlets. I think TMZ picked it up for Pete's sake. Oh, I, I'm, I'm probably <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I shouldn't be joking about this, but yeah. No, no but I mean, you, you make a good point there, like. But where is this at? Like in wrestling media, am I missing something here? Like I understand. Like I, I, 
I recall like Intermat's kind of done a couple things in passing. Well, look, I, everybody's been out there and explained that hey, this is this is this is the, the, or a lot of people have come out and said these are the facts that as alleged. Not a lot of people have given their opinion on it. A few people that have given their opinion on it have quickly retracted it based on additional facts that come out. Right. Where it gets to be a little bit um, sensitive is that one of the allegations. It's not just that. It's not just that wrestlers were sexually molested. One of the allegations is that Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, you know, obviously, you know, the, from the Jordan family, multiple-time national champ for Wisconsin, knew about the abuse, knew about the sexual abuse. This is what the allegations are: knew about the sexual abuse and failed to report it. And that's the national media has certainly picked up on that. Well, of course, because it involves politics. It involves politics. So the Democratic, the Democratic political slant is going to go and try to crush him, and the Republican slant is going. Like Donald Trump even came out and said, "No, I believe Jimmy." Of course, yeah, right. And and, and, and there's problems on both sides of the aisle. There. So, all right, let's let's do this then, Ben, because we want to talk about this. Let's do our best, because you you and I could give a shit about politics right now. Let's keep the politic, the the political perspective from this away let's let's try okay. to stay away from that for the time being um for anybody that's been living in a cave basically what's been going on is that more than 100 men as of now as of as of a few days ago over a hundred men have basically come out to basically to state that they were molested by dr richard strauss who was a team doctor and physician at ohio state university um from the late 70s through the early 90s um, there are at least three lawsuits that have been filed filed at this time, and um, accusing of Ohio State basically the lawsuits are filed against Ohio State, right? Of enabling a sexual predator, predator, and this is a hundred men across fourteen different sports. Right. So it's not just wrestling centric. Well, now, I think it's important also to mention that Richard Strauss uh, committed suicide in two thousand and five. Uh, 2005 or 2006, but yeah, yeah, okay. So, 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 so nobody. No, he's not. It's not like the Larry Nassar trial or the Jerry Sandusky issues where where you can confront your accuser. You know, it's funny. You, not funny, but it's. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Um, first, from a wrestling perspective, um, there have been multiple wrestlers mentioned in this. Obviously, we talked about the Jim Jordan angle, who was a coach at Ohio State um, from the late 80s through the early 90s, but. Some of the wrestlers mentioned in this, I mean, these are some prominent athletes, former athletes. I mean, we're talking about Nick Nutter, who was a, an All-American at Ohio State and a prominent MMA, MMA fighter. Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman. Um, uh, guys like Mike Rodriguez, who was on the Ohio State team. I mean, that one shook me a little bit because we follow the OhioWrestling.net website. We get on there. We communicate with these guys. Mike right. Rodriguez, Mike is, Rodriguez a poster. is a significant poster of it. Speaking of, kudos to Mike Rodriguez, by the way, because here's a guy who's not involved in any lawsuits right now and has openly said on public forums such as the OhioWrestling.net that he'll answer any questions that people have about this. Right. He's he, finally talking about it. Look, I think, I think we, let's get it out of the way right now. This is not a conspiracy, ladies and gentlemen. This happened. It's, this fucking happened. I'm glad you say that. It's not a conspiracy. Where I think the media muddies things for people and can, makes things confusing for people is is three things. One, the politician Jim Jordan angle. Right. Two, the Mike DeSabato angle, who 
for anybody which they the, counteract each other right for anybody in the know Mike DeSabato is probably one of the most controversial people involved in um, MMA slash wrestling he, he's significantly unlikable I hate to say it but he's significantly unlikable and that is one reason why a lot of the people initially dismissed dismissed this correct yeah. but again let's go back over 100 men across 14 oh, different sports Okay, and then obviously another wrestler, uh, you know, another former wrestler. I, I think it was uh, Din, Din Yasha Yetz who did like eighteen months in prison for fraud. Right. Okay. For for a Ponzi scheme. Correct. So another another somewhat unlikable person from a media perspective. I, I never knew that. I never knew Yetz to be an unlikable person. Desabado, Desabado. Look, I'm going to get it out of the way right now. Mike Desabado is a miserable person, and I dislike him strongly. I dislike him. So strongly to where I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe a word he said. But you know, Ben, I'm not gonna. I've never met the guy. Okay, I've never met the guy. It's hard not to for me not to have those type of sentiments about him because I've never met one person in the wrestling community that says Mike DeSabato is a good guy. Right. Never. All I've ever heard of is, is stories about how he has taken advantage of, spe- most specifically. High school wrestling teams and coaches through his cage fighter company. His former f- okay, company. His yeah. for, former company. Um, one of his former companies. But I'm right. glad you brought up the the, the Larry Nasser things because uh, situation because there's there's a, there's two things in my mind that make this completely different than the Larry Nasser situation. Not any any more acceptable, but right. just different. And where I think where we're not getting the public. Rage and outcry like we did with that one. The accused is dead. All right, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. Well, the biggest one, in my opinion, Ben, is two. The victims were men. Men. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. That is the men. biggest one, and, and and that's unfortunate, and it's also puzzling. Okay, so so let me walk you through my thought processes here because I think that that's what I, I think that's the way that I can kind of understand it is when I first hear about it when and and Mike DeSabato's the um the ringleader of this, I say, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know necessarily that much about it. It seems to me a little skeptical. Skeptical. I'm the guy, I'm the guy who is, you know, fairly understanding, who says, it seems to me a little skeptical that Mark Coleman and Nick Nutters and the Kevin Randleman's, and Kevin Randleman didn't come out and say this, I'm sorry, just an example, of the world would allow a man, a tiny little, well, tiny little, fucking piece of shit is what he is molest them that's not gonna happen as soon as I'm thinking in my head as soon as some doctor tries to touch me I'm gonna fucking kill him I'm gonna kill him can I stop you right there yeah let me me stop you right there Ben like it's so easy for people like us who've never been in a situation right and that's what I was saying to say that just like that's what I was saying that was my initial thought it's so easy for people to say oh the guy shooting up the school I'm gonna run in that building and save the kids no, you're that's what prob- Donald Trump said he's going to do. You're probably not, okay? And I no the one thing, <clears throat> as I've read as many articles as I could about the situation, the one thing that I have to constantly remind myself is, is that I have to look at this situation through. The, I have to remind myself not to look at this situation through the lenses of 2018, but through the lenses of the late 70s through the early 90s. Right. It was different back then. Way different. Yeah, if you came forward. You might have been you might have been made fun of. You might have been known as a pussy. You might have been known as a guy that got molested. You know, someone who is a gay 
or someone who was the F word, you know, not the the word that we use, but the other one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's what I mean. When I my initial thought was how there's no way this happened because no wrestler would allow this to happen. But as you start to dive into it, and as you read the articles about the men that come out and say, Look, I trusted this guy. At the time it felt awkward, but I didn't realize exactly what he was doing. You know, this is the guy that basically they said every time you walked in to get your elbow checked or to get whatever checked, you took your pants down. And the way he did it is what he said is there was lymph nodes in your testicles, and he had to check those to make sure they were okay. But then he starts fondling you and and, give, and masturbating you. And the horror that they must be feeling at that time that this is happening, you know, you, we could easily you, say there's no way we'd allow that to happen, but we weren't there. We don't know. You've got to think these aren't. These aren't 30-year-old men we're talking about. Right. These are impressionable, and this is what everybody forgets with college athletes, impressionable 18 to 22, 23-year-old young adults who are still trying to find their way, who are on probably a lot of the times athletic scholarships, right. who are trying to not make waves, uphold a certain reputation oh, rep- yeah, that okay. they have for their particular sport. And let's talk about these sports. I mean, we talk about the wrestling aspect of this, but 14 different sports, including baseball, cheerleading, cross country, fencing, football, gymnastics, ice, ho- ice hockey, lacrosse, soccer, swimming, tennis, track, volleyball, and wrestling. Right. And not only just the sports, but also from former patients at the Student Health Center That's right. as well. He was a serial abuser, and he knew what he was doing was wrong, and he got away with it, and that's probably why he freaking killed himself. And n- now I'm just speaking out of turn, but he was a monster. Nick Nutter said when he was in college, the team doctor groped him 19 out of 20 exams. Yeah. Wh- 19 out of 20 exams. So... And I guess we're just talking about it to talk about it because maybe that helps us digest it better. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to comprehend and, con- and 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 understand exactly, you know, why something like this would happen. It's very unfortunate. And and you know, I know you said don't we don't want to get into the political angle. But Okay, so 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 I have, I have a couple What questions. I meant One, by political no, I get, angle I get this it. is I'm not going to I'm not going to give credence to opinions that are hey I lean to the left so I'm bashing the right or hey I lean to right. the right so I'm going to say this is all false because you're just trying to discredit what's going on in the pol- the political landscape of this country. So let's just look at it from a likely perspective. Okay. Okay. Russ Ellison came out with a video that actually Mike DeSavado produced that basically said that um Strauss that he saw tendencies of Strauss that were inappropriate, and he told him that. that You can't do this. You can't do this. The bottom line is, with all those wrestlers that happened, and they're all coming out and saying that Jim Jordan knew. Now, it's unfortunate that that they target Jim Jordan, right? It's unfortunate that they're just targeting him. They're targeting targeting Jim Jordan because he's a politician. But you know what? Jim Jordan was barely older, and I'm not defending Jim Jordan. Let me. Well, let's talk about first. Do you think he knew? I I think he knew. How would you Yes. I, 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 I would think you know. I would think that someone in his position would know. And if you didn't, it's because you refused to acknowledge right. the situation based on what was told. Because listen, look, in co- look, I've never been in a college um, athletic atmosphere. But come on, 
the coaches are very similar in age to the athletes. Especially a really okay. young coach. Yeah. The coaches are in the saunas together with the athletes. They're probably in the showers with the athletes. They are. They're, they're competing with the athletes. Meeting they're rooms, wrestling with them. They're watching film to with them. them. Exactly. So you mean to tell me something this widespread, okay, this much of a uh, uh, of a culture that was going on back then that the coaches didn't know about. Listen, if there's one thing I know about kids at that age, it's they can't keep their fucking mouth shut. Right. So people talk. Right. No, they knew. And it's unfortunate. I'm and I'm not blaming Jim Jordan for it, for the abuse or Rex Elkin for the abuse. Remember it was different it was a different era then. And and you know I what? I read they probably said, Hey, don't don't go to see him or, you know, don't do this. But the bottom line is Jim my guess my guess is that Jim Jordan knew about it, and I think that the political fucking wheel was spinning and got, he got him caught up in it, and he had to say, I didn't know about it because that was the only option he had. Instead of saying, instead of being like, I knew about it, look, I was a couple years older than them. I was worried about losing my job. I, you know, I, I didn't know. Um, I talked to the kids about it. I should have said I should have stepped in more and interviewed more. I didn't, and I'm sorry about it. That's what he should have said. There's two things I really hate about this this whole situation, aside from actually what happened. Okay, I mean, what happened is just uh, disgusting. It's just, unforgivable. It's, I mean, it, I mean, Doctor Strauss is in hell right now. So, but there's two things I really hate about this situation. One, the focus was shifted to Jim Jordan because of his political stature, right, and his supporters have tried to turn this into this is just a an attempt, um, some deep state conspiracy attempt to discredit him. The second one is the fact that and I God, I hope I hope it if Mike DeSabato was abused like these other athletes, I am sincerely apologetic for what he went through Absolutely. but it it is it's hard for me to to just get it's it's hard for me to fathom the fact that a guy as unlikable as him is taking the spotlight away from the actual victims and what has happened and focusing on what his ulterior motives may be because let's face it if you know about Mike DeSabato and you read up on him he has an axe to grind against Ohio State's athletic huge department. axe to grind and not only that he's he's been involved in both as a plaintiff both as a plaintiff and a defendant in multiple different lawsuits and here's where i get concerned Brandon i did read an article that indicated that Mike DeSabato wrote a letter to Ohio State and said that i will keep this private if you pay me pay me money and then money. yet he's out here telling me that – or he's telling me. He's out here telling, um, you know, the news media that it's not about money and that, you know, he's just out there to stop this from happening again. But yet he wanted this, he wanted to keep this private through a nondisclosure settlement if he got paid. How, I, I, look, the bottom line to me is I don't trust the word that comes out of his fucking mouth. Okay, but I do trust the word that comes out of the other people's mouths that have brought this forward. And there's been a lot of people that are very credible that have brought this forward and said not only has it happened, but that it said Jim Jordan, there's no way he didn't know about it. And that's a problem. And the reason why the media picked it up so uh, against Jim Jordan so much is because he's in politics. But if he wasn't, 100%. yeah, if he wasn't, he would already be crucified. I don't know why people aren't crucifying Russ Ellickson. Not that I want them to, but he was the head coach. 
Somebody knew about this, and somebody allowed this to happen, and it makes me upset that this was allowed to happen. And this is my team, right? This but is you the team what? we follow. You... And Russ Ellison was the freaking coach that um, was there when I was going to camps at that time. And this isn't just Russ Hellickson. It's 13 other sports right, head right, coaches. Okay? Right, right. Let's, let's keep things in perspective. There's 13 other coaches, head coaches from sports who had athletes that were abused by this disgusting individual. But because we're, this is a wrestling podcast and we're wrestling fans, we're going to fo- focus on the wrestling aspect of it. Look, for those of you people that don't understand why Mike DeSabato would have an axe to grind against the, the athletic department at Ohio State, Mike DeSabato... Look, if there's one thing that you can't disagree with, he's a savvy businessman, all right? And he everything I've read about him says that he is tenacious just as much in the business world as he was on the wrestling mat. And he had a company, I think it was called like Silver Knight, that had a right. very, very lucrative apparel licensing deal with the Ohio State Athletic I think Department. It was an exclusive deal. Um, and jerseys. We're going to be their number one focus, their main focus, specifically jerseys from like legends of Ohio State, the Archie Griffiths, maybe the Eddie Georges, guys like that. And when Nike, when Ohio State signed this contract they have today still with Nike, Mike DeSabato was not happy about that. He said this would basically um, crush their business, and it did. And from there, it kind of snowballed into um, them losing business, then them getting sued by another company for about $5 million in damages, which, I mean, Mike DeSabato's company lost that. So one could legitimately state that the actions that Ohio State Athletic Department took at that time, signing that contract with Nike, has basically caused Mike DeSabato's life to whirl, you know, just kind of spiral downhill from a financial perspective. Yeah. And it was Gene Smith, I think, that it the, was that made the decision to go with Nike. So, I mean, he's got a significant vendetta against him. And that stuff, so as an attorney, you know, not to, I mean, that's stuff you look at when you talk about credibility, right? The credibility of somebody's statement. You're going to look at what type of motives they would have to lie, or what type of motives they would have to fabricate. And unfortunately, he's got significant amount of motives to fabricate. Unfortunately, he's not a likable person. I I, I don't not believe that what he's saying with regards to molestation is true. In fact, I do believe it. But I don't think, as it pertains to Mike DeSabato, I don't think his his intentions are in the right place in this one. Well, if they were in the right place, then he wouldn't have tried to sign a, a non-disclosure agreement, settlement agreement, um, to uh, to get money and, 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 and return for not, for not uh, bringing this to the media. We know that. Um, I guess in closing, you know, and I think what we really just did here was unpack kind of our emotions. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure we added anything to the conversation, but that's We're just fine. Talking about right, it. right. No, that's what I mean. That's fine. Um, I guess in closing, I, I, you know, I have a couple thoughts. One, it is just very sad that this occurred, and it's very sad that it's sad for Penn State that it occurred um, when it did for them with Jerry Sandusky. It's sad for Michigan State and for the U.S. Olympic team with Larry Nassar, and it's very sad for. Um, the the athletes that had to go through it with Richard Strauss, it's it's unforgivable. And you know, you know what really sucks. Like if you stop and think about it, like these aren't the only three examples. Sure, I mean there's, like, there's it's, hundreds. It's gone on for years. It's still going on. I would guarantee it. And it's just it's disgusting, man. Well, it, it's 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 a. Uh, 
it's a psychological problem that that that, that we will allow this to occur um and kind of I wouldn't say sweep it under the rug, but some people turn a blind eye. Some people turn a blind eye to this, okay? I don't know who, and we I don't know if we'll ever know, but some people turn a blind eye to children, not children, but young adults being molested um, to the point where it ruins some of their athletic careers and probably still haunts some of these people to this day. Um, it's sick, it's sadistic, and um, there's no place for it in, in, in this world. And... You know, I hope that Ohio State does the right thing real soon, which is to compensate these people. You know what else really is awful about this situation? And it's kind of it goes with the times that we're in. Speaking specifically to Ohio State, the Urban Mile, the Urban Meyer, God, man, I can't speak today. The Urban Meyer scandal right now is getting more media attention than something like this. Wow. Look, we can't fight the we can't fight the cog of the media wheel, man. No, I I know. Yep. I'm just saying. No, I know. Just, no, it I, just goes to show you the times that we're in. That's my answer. Yep, people care more about football wins than they care about their their athletes from some of the um, smaller sports being molested. And it's uh, do you think Jim Jordan knew? Yeah, he did. He it, uh, okay. Remember, this is my opinion. I, I and this careful. isn't political related. No, no, but I've got to, we've got to be careful because I don't want to get sued for libel or slander. But uh, my opinion, because you're always allowed to have an opinion, my opinion based on the facts is that he knew. Um, my opinion based on, on, on what we understand is there, there was no way that he didn't understand that there was something wrong going on. And again, I don't, I'm not saying I blame him. He didn't do it. But it was a weird time. You know, it was a different time. He probably should have came forward. He didn't. He really put himself in a bad position by uh, by the statements he's made recently. Because now he has no other option but to stick with the story that he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know the ins and outs. Maybe he didn't know that that um, that Richard Strauss was masturbating people, you know. But he knew that there was some weird shit going on. What do you what do you make of the tweet that Mark Schultz sent out and I'm paraphrasing this here. Look, Mark Schultz puts a lot of polls on social media on Twitter and he basically put a poll out there that was um you're lying down in a dark room on a satin sheet with candlelights in a room full of pictures of naked men on the wall and it, it being is that not consent? Well, I like Mark Schultz about as much as I like Mike DeSabado. Um, so that'll tell you what I think about his uh, anything he fucking says. Um, but it's not consent. It's not consent when you have impressionable young men who go to you to get medical help and you take advantage of them. And they may or may not have a reason to to shut their mouth because they feel like they'd be they'd be gay. They'd be a quote unquote faggot. They would be. They would be shunned by their team, right? Yeah. Or they would lose their scholarship if they talked. So, do you think his tweet loses credibility because of who it comes from? Because I think what I've tried to, I agree with everything you said there, Ben. I really right. do everything you just said there. But one of the things I've tried to do with that specific question is remove the remove the view of who it came from. 
and try to imagine somebody else asking that same question, somebody who I would consider and deem more reputable, is it a valid question? I'm not sure somebody that's actually reputable would ask that question. That's a great point. Um, great point. But but no, it, it, to me, it, to me, I can't. I and can't. look at it from a way from not being a smart ass question, but right. from because this is a this is a big question that comes up in today's society around these remember not what just consent these situations. Is. Remember about consent is consent is not just saying yes, but it's also about remember a, you know a, a boss. Could right. force their woman be, or force one of their subordinates into a sexual act, and maybe she she does it willingly because she thinks she has no other choice. Same here. You make a great point. That's why you are the law. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm glad we talked about this because there was a lot to unpack here. Um, it's you a know, fucked up situation. We'll, yeah, we'll continue to talk about it. We'll, we'll continue to we'll continue to read about it. I'm sure. Um, you know, I feel for the people out there, and I'm so proud of the people out there that came forward because it's hard to do that. And to anybody that that, that you know that has a difference of opinion, I don't hate you for that, but I I would urge you to take politics out of this and view this. Thank you for saying straight that. and narrow. Thank you for saying that. You know, man, I know it'll never happen, and I'm not even sure we're the right people for it, but. I would love to have a guy like Mike Rodriguez on this podcast to come on and you don't got to go into detail about specifics about what happened, but I'm, I'm, I'm just interested to understand like what's the mindset of an athlete at that age who this is happening to. All right. How do you cope with that? And what have you done for the last 20, 30 years to compress that compartmentalize right. that and to the point to where you're watching the Larry Nasser. That's what Nutter did, right? This comes up exactly. Nutter com- Nutter compartmentalized yes. it. They and all then he was did. Watching, yeah, they he was watching did. Nasser Nutter, and this is the New York He's Times like, article. This is us. Nutter Nutter starts texting his boys like, "Holy shit, guys! You watching this? This is what happened to us." I would like to have a guy like Mike Rodriguez on to talk about that, even if not on the podcast, just to sit down and have a beer talk and say, generally. you know, just talk in general because um, it's so easy and to today's age with all of the implorable and sick and disgusting stuff that happens to say that we as people would react in a certain way when it has not happened to us. Yeah, that we whipped this guy's ass and we'd never allow it to happen. You know, because that, that was my, remember, that was my initial thought. Honestly, Ben, that's when I first read the New York Times article and I'm thinking, man, Nick Nutter, like this guy, like Nick, Nick Nutter, dude, right. MMA star, heavyweight, freaking, all American, yeah, all American, Nick Nutter, like let this happen to him and then. Again, it goes back. You've got to stop, and you've got to look about this through the eyes right. of a twenty-year-old kid. Through um, it, in the times of the nineteen early nineties, it was a yeah. lot of it was it's different. Times. It's a different. lot of it were the times. It was different, man. And um, yeah, I mean that's all I have on that. Um, you know, I think I think we'll probably let's not end the podcast on a, on a down note. Okay. All right. So I'm glad we got that off our chest. Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, we apologize. I'm just going to put it out there. We apologize if we've said anything to offend anybody in any specific manner regarding this topic. Certainly have not, not meant our to. Intent. We did not mean to. Um, we tried to to speak um, diplomatically about the situation. Well, honestly. And honestly, yeah, that's 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 a good point. So anyway, listen, Ben, it's it's October. I mean, it's August, bro. My kids are going back to school it's next to be week. October. It's my kids are going back to school next week. That means. The college wrestling season is approaching us. It's getting close, ain't it? It is getting close. We got we got uh, worlds. We got though. worlds in October. Uh, October. 
I don't know what that means, man. It's I'm like, sorry. That's the second time you've said it's that. When our boys whip their cocks out and beat the f- out of Russia, I still don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Jaden Cox is on the team. He went on one. I'm praying for you, Jaden. Oh man, that's I'm messed just, up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, all right. So listen, man. It felt good to get back on the mics. So all you people on social media that's giving us a hard time, shaming us, get off our back, man. Leave us alone. At least for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll hit you up again in six weeks. All right. This has been good. It's been good to get back on the mic with you, Ben. A lot of fun talking wrestling. As I said earlier, this is episode number 64 of the Inside Trip Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns. I don't know. Give us a rate, a review, all that good stuff. We used subscribe, to say that, right? rate, subscribe, review, rate, review. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.